Hey, we're glad that you're here. Those that are with us online, we're going to just lean into a time of ministry in the Word, so and then a time of prayer after. And so, specifically, if we don't if we don't make mention of it as we're as we close our services in prayer all the time, uh, Pastor Jay remains online. And if you are, want to respond to anything specifically, or I know people pop up prayer requests as we go, but even toward the end of the service, we want to remain available to you. And if you're watching later and you're wishing to be able to, that someone would contact you, just go to the, go to the website and, and email the, the access there. People will follow up with you. We will pray with and for you. you we promise you that. All right, so this weekend we've had a rare, a rare, uh, rare privilege. We just had a, a great time from Friday night all the way through Saturday and Saturday night service, and there's clapping that is breaking out. Um, the, so they're going to keep clapping until everybody else does. So just keep going ahead right here. Uh, we're very grateful for this time uh, to to uh, a fresh embrace of the truth that Jesus is a is a is a is a savior. He's a redeemer. He's he's our savior. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our baptizer. We celebrate the truth that we are to through vital contact with the Holy Spirit be and make disciples. That we are to follow Jesus so closely that you can't tell the difference. Only possible by the Holy Ghost. Amen. But in all of that, uh, we've also talked about tools, uh, tools on, on how to live that way and how to help others live that way. Uh, so it's been a great weekend, and we're very, very grateful for uh, Caleb Brown and, the, and the doing what Jesus did workshop, but also just for new friends in the faith. And so I'm going to ask you, as Caleb ministers this morning, would you join me in just welcoming him as a church? Just welcome him. You got that? Boop, boop. morning. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Man, a hundred years ago, they would have been like, what is he doing? Hey, good morning. It is an honor to be with you. Hey, if you're physically able, would you join me on your feet this morning for just a moment? And uh, we're just going to, we're going to invest a minute or two in the presence of God. Father, we are so humbled that you are already in this place. God, as, as we just stop and think about the practicality of what's happened this morning, is fallen people have been redeemed, have been made sons and daughters, have been made sinless because we're in Jesus Christ. And we've come together as a a community of your children. And we've exalted the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And your Holy Spirit has come into this place. God, we're just, we're blown away at the mechanics of that, at the opportunity of that. Of We don't even understand how it's possible that God would come meet with us in this place and begin to minister to hearts and to marriages and begin to heal bodies and begin to speak prophetically and begin to release a whole concept for a new church congregation in this place. God, we're, we're simply blown away that you would have rent the heavens and come down and met with us this morning. God, we, we fully acknowledge that we're here to minister to you, to, to just pour our lives back out on the altar and say, thank you. God, we declare you have only ever been good. God, in the midst of our circumstance, in the midst of our financial situations and diagnoses of uh, relational breakdown, God, we confess you have only ever been good. Come on, Father, I thank you that it is who you are, that you're holy, that you're righteous, that you're faithful, that you keep all of your promises, that you are an author and a finisher. God, you finish every single thing that you start. 
God, that no word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God will return void, but it will accomplish the thing that you sent it to do. So God, this morning, I love, I love what's already happened. We didn't come pleading with you. We came and we poured out love on you. God, thank you for these ministers that just rejoiced in your presence. God, as, as, you, as they were leading worship this morning, I just sensed your joy and your pleasure as they just poured their love and their gift back out on you. God, in the next few minutes, um, would, would you continue to do something supernatural? God, would you give us the grace to pour our love back out on you, to pour our response back out on you? God, we're, we confess that apart from the Holy Spirit, we're just feeble, broken people attempting to point people back to you. So Holy Spirit, would you come into this place, into these words, into the next portion of this? And God, um, I'm, I'm gonna do my best to be faithful and obedient to what you've told me to say, but God, would you carry the message that every one of us needs to hear? God, would you plant a seed in our hearts that it would produce life, that it would produce fruit? God, I thank you that there will be some people here today that won't hear a word that I'm saying, but they will hear clearly from you. Holy Spirit, thank you. You, you. you see every single one of us, and there's a supernatural impartation in this moment. So if you would, if, just as a uh, prophetic act, would you just lift your hands and open your hands and say, Holy Spirit, I receive from the hand of the Lord this morning. I receive from the hand of the Lord this morning. God, I receive from you. God, I don't want human wisdom. God, I don't want doctrines of man. I don't want cute sayings. I don't want Instagram-worthy one-liners. God, I want to receive from the hand of the Lord. God, I need a touch from you this morning. God, even if I don't physically need anything, I just need more of your presence. God, I need more of, of, more of the Holy Spirit coursing through my spirit and my soul. Come on, let's just, let's just cry out to the Lord for a minute. God, I need you to touch my mind. God, I need you to touch my body. God, I want to be more like Jesus. God, would, would you give me grace to decrease so you could increase? God, less of me and more of you. Come on, Jesus, would, would you so overwhelm us? God, would you renew my mind? God, would you refresh my spirit? God, would you let me fall more deeply in love with you this morning? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, you're still the prize. Jesus, you're the prize. God, I thank you that it's not more money. It's not more health. It's not more anything. It's just more Jesus. It's just more Jesus. God, thank you that you are the lover of our soul. you would just smile at somebody and I know it's terrible grammar, but tell them this, say, God is more gooder than you think he is. <laughs> He's just more gooder than you think he is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man. Aren't you glad that we can be happy? Man, I, I have one of these natural personalities I took, I took like these personality tests and, you know, some of them are like DISC or you come back with like the INJFS or whatever. Mine came back as a J-E-R-K. Like, right? I'm just like, apart from Jesus, I'm a bad person. Like, I'm just like way too intense and I'm way too aggressive. And it's like, the only reason we have friends is because of my wife, right? But here's the awesome thing that in Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he can overcome all of our stuff and make us more like Jesus. That it doesn't matter, like, and hear me, this isn't some weird thing. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the world seeing Jesus and realizing, man, he is everything he promised in this book. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We're, we're, we're vessels and reflections. So, all right. Thanks for letting me pray. Thanks for, thanks for being happy with me. Pastor Dav.
Okay, I want to call you Mama Dav. I leaned over to Jesse. I was like, she's a spiritual mother. I know she's a prophetess. I know she's a pastor. Mama Dav. That just feels right to me. Come on, Mama Dav. Like, I, I just feel safe. Like, she's going to hug me. She's going to make sure I get a sandwich. She's going to pray for me. I love this. <laughs> I want to honor you guys. Thank you for making us feel welcome. You welcomed us into your home. You trusted us with your pulpit. And you have phenomenal people. Yeah, we do. Like, one of the cool things, and you guys know this, you can't fake fruit. A bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. And it's, it's not very secret what I do. I just come and meet as many people as I can, and I figure out, okay, what's the anointing in the church? I mean, you, you put the dipstick in, you know, you, you check the oil in the engine. I came in, and every single person I met loves Jesus, and they're pursuing Jesus, and they're talking about hearing from God and the miracles they've seen. This is a safe place. This is a healthy church. Thank you for creating a safe place. Thank you for creating a place where the presence of God resides. Can we, not, not because we worship man, not because of anything else, but this is hard work. Can we just honor the hard work? Can we just thank our pastors? Come on, we love you, we honor you, we bless you. Thank you. It's awesome. Amen. 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 Well, the reason Dr. Dav invited me is because I'm crazy. And uh, I, I want to share a couple of stories with you. And, and we have enough time for a devotional thought this morning before we encounter a move of the Holy Spirit. And um, if, as I share a couple of stories, would you grab your Bibles and open to Acts chapter 3? Acts chapter 3. And um, as we were worshiping this morning, the Holy Spirit said, Hey, we're, we're basically going to do the same thing we did last night. Uh, we're going to use a different verse and uh, he, he has a different word for the 9 o'clock service, but it's essentially the same thing. And it's, it's this, if you would go to uh, Acts chapter 3. Um, and if you want to, you can stand up when we read the Word of God. You don't have to, but I actually, I can't read the Bible sitting down. I learned to pray and read the Bible standing up, and it's really cool because I've got four little kids now, and three of them can read. And so in the morning, I'll be walking with my Bible, and it was about six years ago, I turned around, because I'll pace, and I turned around, and I saw my daughter, who was seven at the time, holding her Bible pacing. Come on. It's awesome. So if you want to stand up, if you want to kneel down, that's okay. But, but the whole point, when we read the Word of God, is this. <laughs> no, it, no, hang on, hang on. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation. There, there are people who learn things to do certain ways. And it's okay. If, if you got a different way, that's fine. But th- the whole point isn't to read Scripture to, to validate what I'm about to say. We're reading Scripture because it's living, it's active, it's powerful. And heaven and eternity and the unending Word of God is about to intersect this moment. And so we're not reading this to go like, okay, it's Sunday, we read a verse. We're reading this to go, okay, so I'm plugging into a massive power beam from heaven, and I'm expecting that as I read this, something inside of me, anything that doesn't align with heaven, anything that doesn't align with your true identity is going to get really uncomfortable. And, it, and when you get uncomfortable, this is the awesome moment to where you stand there and nobody's going to know that you're uncomfortable. It's like bad underwear. Nobody knows unless you tell them, right? <laughs> so like when you're standing here and the word of God confronts you and you're like, oh no, This is the opportunity to go, Holy Spirit, do what you do. Come be God. I'll be the human. You be the God. You you save, you heal, you deliver. 
anything in me that's not right, would you take it away? And, and the Holy Spirit said this, and then we're going we're, we're gonna to encounter the eternal, living, active word of God like a giant beam of light is going to hit your spirit and your soul. And you're going to be confronted with the loving, rejoicing, delivering presence of Jesus. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> the Lord said this. He said, I'm going to refresh today. I'm going to bring refreshing. I'm going to bring fresh anointing. I'm going to bring fresh calling. I'm going to bring fresh hope. I'm going to bring strength back into feeble knees. I'm going to lift up the weak arms. I'm going to renew their strength this morning. Acts chapter 3, verses 19, it says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Lord, we don't, we don't flinch. We don't look away. God, we stare directly back into your word. We say, Lord, adjust me according to your word. God, renew me according to your word. Holy Spirit, come be the teacher. Come have your way. Glorify Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So we are uh, we're a missionary family, and uh, I shared the long version of the story last night, and so if you missed it, it might be online or something. But the summary is this. I was a really yucky person. I was a bad guy. I can say yucky because I've got three little girls. I was a yucky guy. Like, this, is, this is not someone you would want your daughter to bring home. That's, that's true about me. Jesus Christ came and he got me in 2002 and he radically, radically transformed my life. And it was cool because he did all of the big work right up front. And then he invited me into the discipleship process. And so I have, I'm about 19 years in, something like that. 20 years in, something like that, to being a disciple of Jesus and a follower of Jesus. And I, I had the opportunity to go and see some pretty demonstrative miracles. Uh, we've seen legs grow back. We've seen uh, the dead raised. We've seen people come out of comas. We've seen people come out of wheelchairs. We've seen lots and lots and lots of people with AIDS healed, lots and lots of people with malaria healed. We've also buried a lot of people. We've also wept with people when we prayed for miracles and it didn't happen. And, and it's done, we've got to do both. But um, because I'm a millennial, I'm 38, I carry a cell phone in my pocket, and whenever miracles start happening, I pull my phone out. And because of that, since 2014, I've got to bring back a couple thousand miracles on video. It's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing because, and two things happen when people see miracle videos. They go, there was no band, there was no smoke machine. There was, this was like a normal hot day on a sidewalk. Yeah. And then the other thing they say is they say, I want a story like that. I want to do that too. And here's, here's what I want to tell you. God is no respecter of persons. Whatever you ask for, believe in your faith, you'll receive. I love that you're in Heritage Church, and let me tell you why. This is a disciple-making church. You have pastors that actually believe Ephesians chapter 4. They believe that God gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and uh, who did I miss? Other people. And you know, other people. You know, you know the thing. <laughs> Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Okay, so we got all five. For one purpose, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. I've got a day job. I work like 80 hours a week. I am not on staff at a church. I am not a full-time minister. I go and I work with people. There's two Buddhists on our team. There's a bunch of perverts on our team. There's a bunch of people that don't know Jesus on our team. There's a bunch of people who didn't know Jesus, but now they know Jesus and they're walking with Jesus on our team. And the, the reason that I tell you this is in a church like Heritage Church, 
you can come and you can be equipped to do the work of the ministry. How many of you have ever, ever taken Mama Dav to work with you? No, she's not going to work with you. How many of you have ever taken Dr. Dav to your job? No. So you, you've come into a place where they're equipping you to do the work of the ministry, right? It, because they can't go with you. But I have awesome news. The greatest force that created the universe can go with you to work. The greatest force can go to Thanksgiving and weird Uncle Joe that's going to show up wearing his political T-shirt and trying to fix everybody. Holy Spirit can intersect that guy too, right? So this is really, really exciting. I want to share one or two stories. So my daughters, uh, this was January of 2020 because we came home, the rest of our flights got canceled because of COVID. My daughters wanted to come. And so at this point, they were 11 and 9, my two older daughters. And we had gone to Malaysia, and we're, we're part of a church planting movement, and it's, it's really cool. And so we went to visit one of the churches that we'd helped plant several years ago, and it was right at the start of Chinese New Year. Now, if you're going to visit Asia, do it in February, January, February, because it's just a party for like, I don't know, 10 weeks or something. And like the food is just over the top, and they just give you extras because it's like, you know, their, their whole culture is like, if we bless you, maybe like our witchcraft will bless us back more. And it's like, it's like, I mean, it is like a demonic cesspool. If you are a spirit filled believer, it's like going to the carnival. You're just like, whoa, I can go over here and I can deal with these demons and I can get these people healed and I can get these people saved. It's just like, woohoo, this is awesome. And it's like these principalities and powers and all this demonic stuff. And it's just like absolutely the best, right? Because, because check this out. Because they are people created in the image of God. They're image bearers. Jesus died for them. He's intensely committed to their salvation, their redemption. And we carry the light of Christ. Come on, it's awesome. Sorry, I start talking about Asia and Africa. I get a little animated because I love, I love these people. Okay, so my daughters are there and we're seated at lunch. And it was awesome, man. We were there. My 11-year-old daughter got up and she started prophesying and all of these. She got all the youth up there. There was this lady who had been in a wheelchair. She prays for this lady. God heals her and she comes out of her wheelchair in the service. It was this phenomenal time in the presence of God. And I'm watching my nine-year-old folding her arms, she's kind of leaning against the wall. Her name's Audrey. So, you know, Addie's 11, and she's already, you know, she's been to Africa, and she led a whole village of people to Jesus. I told that story last night. You can watch the tape. And so Audrey's leaning up against the wall. She's got her cute little pigtails. You know, she's like this tall. Walk over and go, hey, bud, what's going on? She's like, dad, do you think God's going to use me? See, in church, we can hear these stories, and we can go like, wow, man. Mom and dad gets up and she prophesied. I mean, could, could you feel it? She started to prophesy. I felt the Holy Spirit just go, hit me. And I'm like, oh. And because I'm human, do you know what my first response was 20 minutes ago? Insecurity. Honestly, 20 minutes ago, I was like, oh, I don't want to minister now. I don't have that anointing. God, you don't use me that way. People, I've, nobody's ever, ever told me, like, when you started to speak, I felt the push of the Holy Spirit. And, and this is what we do as humans. We stand with our pigtails and we lean against the wall. Well, yeah, I know God's, God's using my friend. Could he use me like that? Right? <laughs> so we, we go to lunch with the pastor and he gets this phone call. And he says, guys, I'm so, so sorry. I've got, I've got to take you back to the house where you're staying. I've got to go deal with a thing. Audrey, she's sitting there and she's, you know, just going to town with her chopsticks and she's eating rice. And she goes, what thing? 
you know, innocent like a little kid does. And he goes, uh, there's, there's a demonic thing going on. 11 years, uh, she's nine years old at the time. She goes, oh, I can do that. So he looks at me and he says, um, do you guys want to come? I said, yeah, I would love to. And he goes, do you want me to call one of the ladies from the church so she can take your kids? He said, this is going to be an ugly situation. I said, um, thank you so much for the offer. They really want to come. So we get there. We drive 20 minutes across town. We arrive at this place and there's these two houses and we walk by all the trash because they just throw the trash on the ground and we go behind the house and there's this little shack and there's a swamp back here. There's a little fire burning, smoldering and there's just trash everywhere in the swamp. Like people just dump their trash there and there's this little hovel. And so we walk into the house and you know, I've got Adeline with me. She's 11, Audrey's nine, Elizabeth's like five, four and a half or something. So Elizabeth's holding my hand. She goes, Daddy, this is yucky. She means like, this, this spirit's yucky. And I go, shh, it's going to be okay. So we walk in and Audrey marches right up front. And so in Malaysia, it's usually three generations of a family living together. So mama's sitting there in her, um, in her chair. And then you've got like the adult children and then maybe one of their kids standing there. And this wall right here is just covered in idols. They just got these shelves of all of these idols sitting there. And so we're there, and they start talking, and they're talking in uh, Tamil because Tamil Indians had uh, migrated to Malaysia. So they're talking in Tamil, and, and they, they're, they're talking, talking, talking. Finally, the pastor says, um, so they can see spirits walking around, and he, he calls the husband over. He comes over, and his neck is all just pockmarked. He's got all these, and it, parts of his ears are missing, like little chunks. And he's, he's got all these amulets on and rings and you know all this stuff all this witchcraft stuff. And he said, the demons possess the birds and attack him when he leaves the house if he doesn't make more sacrifices. To and as Americans, we're like, yeah, okay, that's pretty jungle. <laughs> Dr. Dad, we're going to have to arrange a crazy missions trip and invite some folks. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so my little daughter, they says, hey, can you make the demons go away? My little daughter, who's nine at the time, she goes, yes, but you need to know this. There's only one God. And if we cast the demons, she's, she's nine. She goes, if we cast the demons out and you don't get rid of all of those fake gods, the demons will come back stronger. Mama turns around. She starts just growling like an animal, like starts manifesting. The 11-year-old, she goes, shh, in Jesus' name. Mama goes silent, back to us now. And I go, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Because we've had them in the jungle, and like it, the, the law is different in the jungle, right? We're in someone's house. I said, hey, ladies, ladies, ladies. I call them ladies. I said, ladies, just hang on a second. We don't have authority in someone else's home if they don't want it. I said, we need, we need to leave now. She, this is her home. She owns it. She wants to keep her gods. We're going to respect the authority of someone else's home. My nine-year-old's like, man, come on, Dad. <laughs> So the guy who's like got all of these sores, he's just looking mortified because he's physically being assaulted by these gigantic like crow type birds. And so the daughter speaks English who's married to this the guy, the, the daughter-in-law. And I said, listen, we're going to go stand outside and I'm going to count to 90. And if you guys don't come out, we're going to leave. But if you want to give your whole life to Jesus and forsake your witchcraft and give your whole life to Jesus, come on out. So we're out there. I get to like 16 and here comes the brother-in-law the son and the daughter-in-law. And they come out and they said, we want Jesus. Long story short, the 11, the nine-year-old 
leads them through full deliverance. We get it all on video, right? It was so cool. He, can, he rejects all of his other gods. And then she says, now, she said, my, and she's got like a little Bible storybook. We, we got one from, I think, the Assembly of God. It's like this Pentecostal children's storybook about how, in Acts, how they burn all the witchcraft stuff. And she was like, we need to burn all your witchcraft stuff now. So we start a fire, and he comes out, and he starts talking. And it's the amount of money with his job. It was like 18 months' worth of wages. Over the last 10 years, he had acquired all this stuff. So right right then, these birds start landing in the trees above him, and they're screaming. And he starts shivering. Tears just, just instantly start running down his face. And he goes, those are them right there. So the 11-year-old was like, hey, in Jesus' name, I bind you. You can't come back have it on video. The birds fly away and they don't come back. So they lead him to, they take him through deliverance. Lead him, well, she leads him to Christ first, takes him through deliverance. Then we say, okay, we're going to water baptize him. I start moving trash out of the swamp so we can baptize him. The pastor is like, you savage. What are you doing? There's a clean waterfall like three miles away. Like, no, we're not dunking people in trash. So we got in the cars, we drove over and, and they get water baptized. So as they come out, Audrey, the nine-year-old, she goes, hey, has anybody told you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So I pull out my phone again. She leads him in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, cool. Yeah, it happened somewhere far away. So we moved to a new neighborhood last Sunday. Long story, we end up in a, in a new neighborhood. Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm a little fuzzy on the dates because I was on pack of boxes. Landon knocks on my front door. He goes, hi, Mr. Brown, I'm Landon. He's... 12 or 13 from across the street. He goes, me and Jaden and Conan are going to, uh, Ronan and Kane are going to come back over today. I said, hey, hey guys, what's going on? He just walks into my house. <laughs> Sweet. And Addie comes pounding down the street. Boom, 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 boom. She's like, oh, hey dad, these are my new friends. They got saved last night. What? <laughs> what? So Ronan is from, his etymology is from India. Uh, Kane, he's from an African-American family, and Leland's a white kid. I'm like, of course you met the ethnic minorities in our neighborhood. God, I'm you. So that night, I'm out getting ready to mow the lawn. Here comes this dude. This dude is like 315 pounds, 3% body fat. I mean, he's got like muscles in his earlobes, right? No shirt on. I mean, this was just like a male-dominant like gorilla move. He's just like... <laughs> he's like three inches taller than I am. Like, this guy is a hulk of a man. He comes over and he's like, hey, dude. Hello, sir. You know, I'm looking up at him. And he's like, I'm Leland's dad. You know, he's just big old muscles everywhere. He's a martial arts instructor, of course. He isn't a competitive bodybuilder. I'm like, great, thanks, Addy. I'm going to get whooped in this, on the sidewalk. He goes, so uh, tell me about this Jesus thing. What? So I stand there, and I'm talking to him. And, you know, it's F word, every other word that he's saying. And he's like, so, uh, and so he starts telling me about his life. And the Holy Spirit says, I want to refresh this guy. I said, he needs to get born again. What are you talking about? So I dig into his story. He went to church when he was a kid. He went to like an open Bible camp. He gave his life to Jesus when he was like 12 or 13, walked away from God the whole time. So he hasn't given his life back to Christ yet, but we're standing there. And he's like, hey, can I bring my wife over? Do you guys eat food? <laughs> you know I eat food. <laughs> and he's like, well, I make some mean ribs. Can we make you guys some ribs? We want to hear more about Jesus. 
Okay, so why am I telling you these stories? Because Christianity happens in the gaps. The miracles happen in the gaps. Come on, I'm unloading boxes. I'm drenched in sweat. I'm like... I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm not a competitive bodybuilder. I mean, you might have been confused, right? So I'm standing there in like cargo shorts. I got these skinny white chicken legs. I'm looking at this dude that's just physically intimidating. And the Holy Spirit comes into this gap and says, I want to refresh this guy. Come on, there are people that live on your block. There are people that you know. There are people that you're in relationship. And there are gaps. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want to explode through these gaps. I want to pour out fresh anointing. Come on. The Holy Spirit wants me to say this, and then we're going to move to some prayer time. Like, I just need two more minutes. Um, I said, Holy Spirit, this is a vibrant church. These people are walking with Jesus. No one forced them to be here. No one's hostage here this morning. These aren't people who need repentance. These aren't drug addicts on the street. And he he just started to say some things. And so if you would, if you just close your eyes. And I want to remind you, Jesus doesn't bring guilt. He doesn't bring shame. He doesn't do condemnation. He doesn't do accusation. He comes and he brings life and life abundantly. He comes in, he brings hope. He brings peace. He brings restoration. He's a redemptive God. The Holy Spirit said three things. Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. God, what are you talking about? He said sufficiency. Having all the answers and then feeling like God can't use me. And repent isn't a big ugly thing. It's just changing your mind and going the other direction. I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to call you forward. But just silently or quietly, if you want to whisper, I'm just going to lead us in prayer for a second. Father, we come before you as humbly as we know how. God, we repent. We confess and we repent of sufficiency, of having enough, of having enough that we haven't sought your presence of being dependent upon you for our every breath, for our every dollar, for our every conversation. God, I repent of sufficiency. I repent of having the answers. God, I repent of having enough doctrine and enough answers to feel like I know what to say instead of waiting for your Holy Spirit to give me the next thing to say. God, I also confess for fe- and repent of feeling like I'm not good enough like somebody else has it, of hiding in my insecurity instead of boldly asking you for grace to to follow you and to obey you. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. John 7, 37 and 38, he says, rivers of living water will flow from your innermost being. And if you're anything like me, uh, sometimes that exploding, vibrant river turns into a trickle or just dries up. So this morning, the Holy Spirit has promised that he'll come and refresh us, that rivers of living water will begin to explode out of every single one of us. Some of us, some of us have laid down the call. Some of us have stopped believing the promises. Some of us have just said, hey, I'm exhausted in my faith journey. I've tried, I've believed, I've fought for years, and I haven't seen the promises answered. I would invite you this morning. I would submit for your consideration and beg you, (laughs) however I can humbly say it, please don't walk out of here without being refreshed by the Holy Spirit. 
please, please, please don't walk out of here without your rivers of living water being unclogged and exploding with the life and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Your neighbors, your family, your friends, your coworkers need you to be overflowing with the Holy Spirit this morning. It doesn't matter if you've been to Bible college or seminary. Guess what? My nine-year-old daughter had not been to Bible college or seminary. <laughs> God wants to move through you. So I'm going to invite the, the three guys that are on the ministry team with me this week to come on up. Um, and I would say this. If, if you feel like you've laid down the call or you have, you've pulled back, you've gotten tired, you've gotten exhausted, where's Linda? Linda the intercessor. That I'm, Linda Cunnington. Where is Linda? Is she interceding in the other room? Linda, I know you can hear me. Come on in here, Linda. I need you. Samuel, if you'd come. This is Samuel. Samuel's 15. And guess what? He has an infinitely aged Holy Spirit resting on him, and he's going to prophesy. Same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Samuel, I'm going to have you stand right here. And this is what I would say. If you need a word from God, Linda, God bless you. Come right here, please. Linda, I'm going to need you up front if you would come. Um, Sam and Linda are going to pray and prophesy over you. And this is what I would request, that when you come up, this is not a counseling session. If you've laid down the call, if you're discouraged, if you say, I just need a touch from God, I need to hear from God, just come up, smile at them, stick out your hands. They're going to pray, they're going to prophesy. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to have Pastor Jesse right here. Um, Pastor Jesse right here. And if you need a healing in your physical body, you go, man, I want to run hard. You shared this with me and it stirred my faith. I don't have time this morning to tell you about all the crazy miracles I've seen God work through Pastor Jesse. He walks in faith. He's going to believe with you for a supernatural miracle. And, and uh, David, David Duggar. Yeah, I need you, bro. Right here, please. David and Jesse are going to pray for healing. It's going to be awesome. And then listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. You cannot do any of this without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to say it this way. If you are not 100% satisfied with your experience with the Holy Spirit, it's not that he's insufficient or you've done anything wrong. You're just going, I know there's more. I, there are gifts that I want to receive that I'm not operating in. I feel blocked. I feel stuck. I'm not saying that you've done anything wrong. I'm just saying if you're not 100% satisfied with your experience with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to come over here to Pastor Kyle and... Will you join Pastor Kyle, please? I'm, I'm not remembering your name. Yes, yes, please come. <laughs> please remind me your name. Jody, that's right. Thank you. Pastor Kyle and Jody are going to be right here and they want to just lay hands on you. They want to get you unstuck so you can flow in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to look at your belly button. I know it's weird. Look at your belly button. We've all got one. And say, self, don't miss this moment. And then if you would, just close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to miss anything you have for me. I don't want to miss anything you have for me. Holy Spirit, would you refresh me right now? Would you reawaken the call of God in my life? Would you, would you help me fan into flame the gift of God that's inside of me? Now listen, listen, listen. We don't, we don't do guilt, shame, condemnation. We do boldness, we do joy, we do freedom. Amen? So if you would, I'd like everyone to open your eyes and get on your feet. And I don't want you to think about it. I want you to be led by the Holy Spirit in this moment.
If you're like me, I might need all three of these. Just immediately get in the line somewhere and receive ministry. Please don't miss this moment. Let's just come receive from the hand of the Lord, refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Come on, just just begin to move right now. Come on, let's receive from the hand of the Lord.
Hey, we're going to continue to pray down front, but if you uh, are, if you need to leave or you're waiting for you, you feel like you're waiting for someone to say, the Lord bless you, let me say it, the Lord bless you, you certainly can go find your children or make your way to the cafe if you'd like. If you'd like to just stay and intercede and just kind of pray in your seats for those who are receiving ministry, we welcome you to do that as well. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for being here today. Go in his presence.